Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the privilege we have to sit and listen to your Word. Your word is like rain and snow that when it falls, it completes what you've sent it to. It doesn't return to you empty or void. And so, Father, we pray that this morning as we listen to your word, that you will speak to our lives. You'll speak to our hearts. You'll bring transformation. I ask that you will use me as your vessel, that I will remain alert and sensitive to your leading that I will be obedient, that only what you want us to hear will be spoken today. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we are carrying on in our Healthy Family series. The last couple of weeks, we've looked at a couple of sermons in that regard. We started off by looking at God's design for family, and then we looked at strengthening the marriage bond. And last weekend, we looked at intentional parenting. Today, we build on that by looking at healthy communication because healthy communication helps us to build healthy relationships that result into healthy families. This is what the Bible tells us. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. There is an expectation that God's word has on us in regard to how we communicate. It's possible to communicate and anything, everything you say does not necessarily benefit those listening to you. And so the Bible cautions us and says, hey, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. In other words, um, as we communicate, it's important that we emulate the description in the scripture which reflects healthy communication. This is desirable. And when we consider the scenarios in our families, we may realize or recognize that we have actually had some unhealthy communication going on. Some of us have grown up in families where the communication has just been negative and as a result we have seen love lost between spouses we have seen children who have just grown up with a very low self-esteem simply because the environment that was created at home through the communication there was negative you know it's a weekend when children are going back to school here and I remember growing up, there were some of our friends at school who would rather stay at school than go home because they just did not feel welcome. The nature of communication at home reflected that they were not welcome. It was not healthy. We have had scenarios where we have confided in a family member a sibling, a relative, only to hear our private issues being discussed publicly, being discussed by other people, and, and, and it breaks our hearts. We feel betrayed as a result of that. It is unhealthy communication. We've, we, 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 we know that today there are families where everybody is at home, 
but conversations are happening on their phones with the people outside. They'd rather engage other people uh, opposed to those who are with them in the family. We see uh, couples driving to work and there is not much conversation happening, but one of them is laughing at jokes on the phone. And sometimes you wonder, okay, if I can't make my wife laugh this much, who exactly is it on the other side of the phone? What is going on? It reflects a scenario of unhealthy communication, broken down communication. And these and more are things that we experience on a day-to-day, -day, simply because communication can either be used for good or for bad. It can either attract good results or negative results. We must pay attention to how we communicate, and that's the caution we see in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Now, to illustrate this further, let's consider a story in Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 to 9. The Bible says, Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as they migrated from the east, they came upon the, a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they say to one another, come, let us make bricks and fire them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. They said, come, let us build ourselves a city at, and a tower with its stop in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves otherwise we shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth the lord came down to see the city and the tower which the mortals built and the lord said look they are one people and they they have all one language and this is the only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing that they purpose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there so that they will not understand one another's speech. And so the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth. And they left off building the city. Therefore, it was called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. From this portion of scripture, we realize that as long as the people had one language, as long as their communication was functional, as long as they were able to understand each other, they made progress in regard to building the tower, in regard to building the city. And God decided to come down and confuse their language and break down their communication. The result of broken communication was noticed when the Bible concludes the story by saying that they were scattered all over the face of the earth. The project was abandoned. They couldn't continue in, in, in building the city. This shows us that communication, when used well, will produce good results but it is also true to say when used badly it will produce bad results communication is a gift is a tool that god has given to us through which we can express ourselves but also understand one another You've had the comparison that just like blood is to the body, so is communication to a relationship. 
Communication is the lifeblood of every relationship. If you have great communication in a relationship, the result of that relationship is going to be good. It's going to be healthy. It's going to be attractive. That the, uh, if you have poor communication in a relationship, it's just a matter of time before that relationship dies. And that is why it's important for us to pay attention to how we can develop healthy communication. Because at the end of the day, healthy communication results into healthy relationships which translate into healthy families. We are returning to the ancient paths, what God has said in regard to life. And so I want us to consider a scripture in the word of God that will help us extract some thoughts around healthy communication. James chapter 1 verse 19 to 20. The Bible says, my dear brothers and sisters, pay attention to what I say. Everyone should be quick to listen, but they should be slow to speak. They should be slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the holy life that God wants. Three thoughts we're going to extract from this scripture in regard to healthy communication. Number one, be quick to listen, the Bible says. Be quick to listen. If we're going to develop healthy relationships out of healthy communication, we're going to have to learn how to be quick to listen. Listening is not the same as hearing. <laughs> hearing is passive. Listening is intentionally paying attention to what you are hearing. You literally pay attention. If a story is being told, then you pay attention to the story how it is being told. You pay attention to the tone that is being used. And if you are in the presence of the storyteller, you actually look out for any other form of expression that could be nonverbal. Listening calls for you to actually pay attention to verbal and nonverbal expressions of communication. It is, it, 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 it is more intentional. You have to develop the act or the, 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 the skill of listening with your eyes and your ears and your heart in order for communication to be complete. It's not just hearing. <laughs> when we consider uh, findings from Albert Mirabian, who was a researcher. This is what he said. He was a researcher of body language, and he discovered that in a face-to-face -face conversation, nonverbal communication is 55%. <laughs> and then 38% is in the voice, the tone with which you're communicating. And finally... 7% in the words. That's why it's possible for someone to say, come here, and you say, don't talk to me like that. They are simply telling you, come. But because you're interpreting other components of their communication, you perceive a different, um, you know, conclusion to what they are saying. It's important that if you're going to have successful communication, you pay attention to all these components. 55% nonverbal, 38% in the tone, and then eventually the words, 7%. That is why it's important. The intention of listening is so that you can gain 
understanding of where that person is coming from when they are communicating with you. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 2 says, Foolish people do not want to understand. They take delight in saying what they, what, in saying only what they think. And sometimes we've been in this place where someone is talking to you and you are preoccupied with developing your comeback. You know, <laughs> half the time they are talking to you, but in your mind you're just constructing. How am I going to respond? And so you are not exactly listening. You are not listening. You, you, you are not going to have the ability to understand what they are saying. And the Bible describes such a person as what? Foolish. This is God's word, friends. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Verse 13 of the same chapter, the Bible says, To answer before listening is foolish and shameful. So if you choose to respond without listening first, you risk being foolish and ashamed. And that is why we find places where people have been forced to retract what they've said. You've been forced <laughs> to apologize. When we consider the word of God, the caution in God's word, be quick to listen. Be quick to listen with the intention to understand. Now I know that life is busy. We live in a busy world that, where everything is calling for our attention. And sometimes it is just, it's just difficult to stop and listen. However, it is important that we plan to communicate well, we need to plan our communication. What does that mean? It is okay. It is important for us to actually sit down and say, look, I'm going to develop a time in the day where I have taken away all forms of distractions. I have taken out my, 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 my ear sets. I've taken out my phone. I've taken out the TV. I've drowned out every kind of distraction. And I am fully present to say, I am listening to you. What did you want to say? It may be with your spouse, it may be with your child, it may be with your sibling. It's important that out of our busy schedule, we actually plan our communication. Listen actively. Number two, be slow to speak. Be slow to speak. After saying, be quick to listen, James goes on to say, be slow to speak. And this is important for us because being slow to speak does not necessarily mean that you have a speech impediment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being slow to speak is intentionally waiting so that you fully understand what someone is saying to you. And after you have understood, you intentionally look out for the right response at the right time such that it is said well. That is what it means. To be slow to speak. And the scripture tells us in Proverbs chapter 15 verse 23. It says everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It's wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. When you are slow to speak, this is an outcome. It is fitting. It is joyful. You are able to say the right thing at the right time. 
Why is it important? It's important because as we communicate, it's inevitable that we shall experience conflict. It's inevitable that we shall misunderstand each other. However, being slow to speak minimizes or reduces the possibilities of conflict and tension. It allows you to have clarity into a matter such that you can construct a reasonable response. It helps to protect relationships from damage and breakdown. It allows for you to be mindful in regard to how you respond. This is expected of us as believers. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6, the Bible says, Let your conversation be gracious and attractive that you will have the right response for everyone. This is only possible when you practice being slow to speak. And everything that you say will bless the people listening to you. It will save your relationships. When you are slow to speak, you actually learn how to speak the truth in love. The nature of your relationship shifts from being superficial to being authentic, to being rich, to being real. You communicate better when you're slow to speak. The third thing, be slow to anger. And by the way, the reason why we must pay attention to these things is because there is power in our words the old rhyme that says sticks and bone uh, and stones may break my bones but words cannot hurt me is a lie that is a lie from the pit of hell <laughs> because there are some of us who, who right now are dealing with pain and wounds that were caused when our parents said something to us Years later, we are still dealing with the effects of what they said because words are powerful. Proverbs chapter 18, 22, the Bible tells 21, the Bible tells us your tongue has the power of life and death and those who love to talk will eat the fruit of their words. And that is why it's important that we are slow to speak because our words have power. So the third point that I had gone to was be slow to anger. Be slow to anger. We've seen be quick to listen, be slow to speak. Number three, be slow to anger. Anger is an emotion that we were created with and it is okay for us to experience these emotions. It is normal for us to get angry because we are human. And the Bible goes on to tell us, hey, even in your anger, do not sin. So it's okay, we get angry. But even when we get angry, the responsibility that we carry as people developing healthy communication is to control our anger. That is our responsibility. You can get angry, but you must 
control your anger. When you are communicating, because you desire to have healthy communication, pay attention to the emotions and control them. This business of flying off the handle and, and bragging that people know, me once I am upset, they get it the way it is. Listen, the scripture has caution for us. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 29, the Bible says, People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Wow. <laughs> so it's not something to brag about that for you once you are upset. You just have no control over your anger. No, no, no. The Bible says, look, people with understanding control their anger. Be slow to anger. When you are communicating, pay attention to the emotions. Telling lies and, 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 and refusing to open up about something indicates that there are some sensitive spots that have not been dealt with such that your emotions are now getting in the way. And it's important that you spend time to find out what are those areas, what are those things, and you deal with them so that your communication is wholesome. This business of threatening people in your communication and being violent and throwing objects across the room speak into uncontrolled emotions. You and I are responsible for our emotions. If we are going to develop healthy communication, we must control our emotions. Here are some things that I'd like to leave with you in regard to controlling emotion. It's okay to ask for a time out. If you realize that it's heated and you're getting out of balance, it's okay to say, hey, could we review, could we revisit this a little later? Cool off, walk away peacefully. Go ahead to journal what you are feeling once you're by yourself. Write it down. On that piece of paper is where you can have all the fights you wanted to have. <laughs> Write it out on the piece of paper. And then objectively go through and say, if I were to say it like this, what would the effects be? Because in doing that, you're going to, have to, you're going to realize the issue opposed to attacking the person so that when you come back to the issue you are objective to say this is what I actually meant to communicate not address or attacking the person so in order for us to develop healthy communication we must be quick to listen we must be slow to speak we must be slow to get angry slow to anger control emotions. Why is this important? Because at the end of the day, communication is really a heart issue. It is really about our hearts. The way we communicate reflects the state of our hearts. Jesus, in speaking to the Pharisees, Matthew chapter 12 verse 34 said, look, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. There are four Someone who is bitter and has harbored bitterness 
will always express themselves in a way that just does not care about the hearers. Someone who has not dealt with self-esteem issues is always going to come across as one who is not confident to express themselves. They're going to avoid eye contact simply because communication reflects the state of our hearts. James chapter 4 verse 1 says, where do quarrels and, and, and fights come from? They come from your evil desires that are warring within. They come from the state of our hearts. What people start to experience, if we notice that the nature of our communication has been unhealthy, then it is possible that there are some heart issues that we must deal with. James chapter 3, verse 2, James goes on to say that whoever is faultless, in their speech is perfect. There is no way that we can be perfect unless we fully surrender our hearts to God. Unless we fully submit our lives to God. Unless we trust God with the issues of our hearts. Communication is really a reflection of the state of our hearts. So shall we commit and say, God, I present my heart to you. I present my life to you. I am asking, help me in regard to communication. For some of us, there are areas that need healing. Only Jesus can bring that healing. And it is something that we must pay attention to. At this point, I want to encourage you, make it a practice. Present your heart to Jesus and ask him to help you in regard to communicating so that your communication will benefit the hearers. God richly bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey, hey,